to Yo and Yo's podcast. We've had the privilege of advising Michigan businesses for over 95 years, and we want to share our knowledge with you, covering tax, accounting, technology, financial, and advisory topics relevant to you and your business. Yo and Yo's podcast is hosted by industry and subject matter experts, where we go beyond the beans. So if you want to stay in the know about business issues and trends that affect you, then keep listening because this is Everyday Business with Yo and Yo. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Everyday Business. My name is Pete Bender, and I'm the leader of Yo and Yo Wealth Management and a principal in our Saginaw office. Today, we're going to do another podcast in our Wealth Management series, and we're going to talk about the topic of tax smart investing and how this integrates with financial planning. Joining us today is someone who knows quite a bit about this topic, Matt Cash, who is a financial planning consultant with our partners, Advantex Planning Partners. Good morning, Matt. Good morning, Pete. Thanks for having me on. You bet. You ready to get started? As ready as I'll ever be. All right. Sounds great. So let's jump right in. You know, taxes are always a big subject, uh, always on people's minds, and especially so recently with inflation rising and government spending rising and people concerned that taxes are going to continue to go up in the future. So the topic of tax smart investing and, and how it works with financial planning, I think, is is very pertinent. You know, it's all about really helping you keep more of what you earned. And so having a tax centric approach to financial planning can really help you maximize your revenue so you can enjoy more of what you earned, which is really what it's all about. So let's start, Matt, just jump right into it. How does tax smart investing work? Yeah, so tax smart investing is, I think, really key to a successful financial plan. And what tax smart investing does is essentially, instead of looking at investment management and tax planning as two separate items, combining the two. So making sure that what your investments are doing makes sense from a, a tax approach and not just um, an investment approach. What we're doing in partnership with the CPAs is making sure that the investments that we have minimize the taxes within the client's portfolio. So, you know, we use things like exchange traded funds primarily in the U.S. market to not only um, minimize cost, but to uh, reduce those capital gains that come with things such as mutual fund investing. When we're doing financial planning, uh, the key element is in partnership with the CPA to see if we can't reduce the tax bill to the client. Another thing that we're doing and have done this year, especially given the volatility, is something called tax loss harvesting. And it's somewhat of a complicated topic for clients to grasp, but I tend to explain it in the sense that if you have a stock like Coca-Cola, and it's down 10%. If you sell Coca-Cola and buy Pepsi and stay invested in the markets, you can use that loss on Coca-Cola against other future capital gains. And not only just from investments, you know, it could be real estate, could be a business sale and offset those gains with that loss, but not get out of the market entirely. Um, you can also use some of that loss to offset ordinary income. It's up to $3,000 for a couple, and you can also carry forward those losses indefinitely. So, you know, when I'm meeting with clients, you know, yeah, the portfolio is having a tough year 
and you know we aren't sure when we're going to get out of this kind of choppiness of the markets uh, but we have been able to capture some losses for you while staying invested that you can use to offset future capital gains so it's just you know the way we do financial planning and work with the cpas at yo and yo uh, we're making sure that everything's kind of in coordination. So, you know, hopefully if the markets do recover through the end of the year, not only, you know, are we uh, realizing the the benefit of that growth, but we also have some, some losses that we can use to offset some of that growth. So it's just a way to uh, coordinate the financial planning with your, your taxes. And uh, really at the end of the day, it translates to a lower tax bill for the client. Yeah, great point, Matt. And and the key here, I think, is is that you're staying invested, right? Because and I think that's why you, you know, you mentioned it's a little confusing to some clients. And so when we say we want to, we want to take a loss on a stock that kind of goes contradictory to saying, well, as long as you have a long enough time frame, we want to ride out the ups and downs of the market. They know we're going to, they're going to happen. But the point is, we're not going to sell the stock and stay out of the market and miss the rebound. We're going to sell something and get back in right away to a similar uh, position so that we can capture that that rebound. So that that's the important thing for clients to remember is, uh, you know, we're gonna take that loss to use, but we're gonna still stay in the market. Exactly right. Now you do wanna be careful. There is such a thing called the wash sale. And um, right. that is if you replace what's called a, a substantially similar security with the one you uh, created the loss with, but um, our investment committee has identified proper replacements that will not trigger that wash sale. So, you know, clients will ask me sometimes, is that legal? And it is. And, um, you know, Absolutely. a lot of, a lot of um, CPAs recommend doing that. And, um, you know, it's a, it's a really good long-term strategy. I, I've met with clients this year and um, maybe a prospect who works with another investment advisor. And, you know, they've talked about how the markets have been so crummy and, you know, I'll just ask them, have, have you been doing any tax loss harvesting? And, you know, they'll look at me crazy, like they don't know what I'm talking about, but I'll explain it. And a lot of times they'll say, no, I haven't, you know, I don't think we're doing any of that. So uh, I explain it to them and, you know, it just maybe at least helps open up the conversation, you know, with their current advisor, if not, you know, ask a little bit more about what we're doing to help our clients. What kind of difference can tax smart investing make on our investment options? Is there a way to kind of put a number on on that? Yeah, in fact, there's an interesting study done by Russell Investments that looks at this in isolation, along with other things that financial planners and advisors could do to add value to the portfolio. And what they've shown is that there's a potential to add up to 1.22% annually when you consider the role of tax smart investing. So, you know, this is not necessarily just arbitrary concepts that we're we're doing to, you know, have the client invest in a smart way. It, this this is translating to real returns. If you consider the cost of an advisor, this could really pay for that 1% plus over one year is may not sound like a lot, but if you add that up over the course of several years, this can really add up to a lot of tax savings. Yeah, absolutely. That's an interesting study. And like you said, there's multiple factors that go into it. So how does tax smart investing differ from tax smart financial planning? 
What are some of the things you know you would focus on, Matt, in this area? Yeah, it's a great question. So when we're doing financial planning, we're we're not just looking at if a client can live on the assets that they've accumulated through retirement. We really want to make sure that the strategies that we use as it relates to social security planning, withdrawal strategies, inheritance, really they're all working together in a tax efficient way. So when we talked before about the tax smart investing, that's one element of an overall financial plan. We also want to incorporate some tax strategies uh, into the financial plan. You're welcome to expand on that is uh, some social security uh, planning to make sure that we're taking benefits at the right time to help minimize taxes. Um, I don't want to step on your toes. You you may have right. a better idea of how we we do that uh, from a tax standpoint. But you know when we're looking at financial planning, we we definitely want to make sure we're minimizing taxes on the Social Security side too. Yeah, so that's just a little bit about you know looking at timing as to when you know. You know, more important, we look at cash flow uh, as far as when to draw on Social Security, but we also want to look at the tax implications of that. Um, what other incomes do you have that might push you in a higher tax bracket if you were drawing Social Security, you know, depending on if your spouse is still working or things like that. The other side of that is the Medicare costs. Now, if your income is too high when you're over 65 and, and drawing Social Security and, and uh, having the Medicare premiums taken out, those can be Social Security will charge a higher rate if your income is too high. So we have to look at that as well as far as other income um, strategies. You also mentioned withdrawal strategies, and I, I always refer to that as the buckets. Um, I get a lot of clients that come in and say, okay, retired early, I'm age 62, I've got money in a 401k, I've got uh, money in a pension, in a Roth IRA, a traditional IRA, where should I draw from first? And that's where we really want to do some longer term planning, maybe a five-year plan and see what your income streams are going to be as far as tax uh, purposes. We don't want to pay too little tax. Uh, sometimes people focus on, I can't wait till retirement. I'm going to pay very little tax. I'm going to be in a 0% or 10% tax bracket. Well, we might not want that because we know down the road, when you hit age 72 and you have to draw more out of your IRAs, you're going to jump to a 22 or 24% bracket. So we may want to start drawing on those IRAs sooner than you have to, to get those balances down for later in life. So tax efficient doesn't always mean paying as little tax as you can in a particular year. It's taking a longer term approach and paying as little as you can over time. And so that's something we really like to focus on here. Mm -hmm. I know one thing that I also discuss with you in meetings is uh, doing conversions at retirement when mm -hmm. the client maybe is before Social Security, but their income tax bracket is is low exactly. uh, because they're not bringing in that uh, working income. We start doing Roth conversions at a lower tax rate so that when they do start taking Social Security and they do hit the required distribution age, they don't have to pull out of their accounts when they really don't need the money. And, and another thing we look at is, you know, what types of investments are and what type of accounts. So if it's a, a taxable account um, outside of a retirement plan there, we might want to uh, put the client's growth investments in there where they're just going to appreciate in value and not generate income over time. Whereas if it's in an IRA, if it produces more dividends, we don't care because uh, we're not going to pay tax on that until we actually draw on it. So how the money is invested in those different buckets comes into play in this area too. 
Right. And I think also even answering basic questions with our our clients, such as should I be contributing to a Roth or a pre-tax account within my 401k, we can really build that question into the plan and answer that from uh, an objective approach, as opposed to just kind of guessing what the best method is. Of course, we don't know where tax rates are going to be in the future, likely higher, a $30 trillion deficit. Um, but we can make sure that that question is answered based on that client's specific situation. Um, I think one other thing that uh, has been kind of um, an interesting topic that some clients don't think about is that when they have pre-tax accounts, if they pass away with any value left in them, their beneficiaries inherit those accounts uh, it's still pre-tax and then they're required to take that money out within a 10-year period. Usually when someone inherits investments from um, a parent, they're in a high tax bracket, they're in their working years. And so they're pulling that money out when they're in a high bracket. If they receive a Roth inheritance, they do not pay any taxes on those withdrawals. So um, a lot of a lot of our clients are, are thinking about that too, as it, it relates to passing on funds to the next generation. Yep. That wealth transfer part of it comes into play as well. So mm-hmm. great point. Um, so why don't more financial professionals offer tax saving strategies such as the ones we're talking about? Well, I think, and I, you know, I was at brokerage firm prior to my work here at Yo and Yo Wealth Management. Um, you just kind of look at things in a silo. And when you don't have that direct connection with the CPA, there is really no communication. And so you look at things in isolation. And I think that's the benefit of of the partnership here in the financial planning and the tax uh, management is that everyone's communicating. And so if the client, um, you know, does take advantage of some some tax smart strategies, you're communicating to the CPA about that, and and vice versa too. Um, and you know, if we're going to make any kind of investment decisions, we're also going to reach out to to you, the CPA, to make sure that it's in alignment with the the client's tax strategies. We can also get some information about, you know, what bracket they're in and. Um, you know, how that would impact their long-term taxes if the client's thinking about, you know, selling the business or, you know, they have other capital losses or gains. Um, so I think because we have that direct link with the CPA, uh, there's more of a, uh, an open view into the client's overall picture. Whereas if you're just managing the investments, really, you're just focused on that um, maybe performance or, the next thing that that you think is going to do well, which, you know, may or may or may not happen anyway. So, you know, we think there's more value in the in the tax strategies than just the asset management. And that's that's why I think, um, you know, we have the advantage there. Absolutely. Again, that that connection, that direct connection of the CPA and the advisors is so important. So on that topic of CPAs and advisors, you know, what should you, what should a client look for in a financial professional? What are some of the things, designations or other things that they should look for? Yeah, it's a great question. I think if you're 
just starting out in in the process it can be kind of a, a daunting task i mean just like anything else you know you have to decide you know what decisions to make um i think having a connection with the cpa um, makes things a lot more comfortable for the client so you know because we have that partnership the client may have had a long-term relationship with the cpa and and the cpa um, sees something in the client's life and and says hey let's loop in our yo and yo wealth management team and so you know we can kind of be involved at the ground level and there's that natural trust that's already been built with that cpa um i i think you should look for someone or a firm that's a fiduciary um and that just means that they're legally obligated to act in the client's best interest and any registered investment advisory firm like like ours is is doing that and i think you should also look for a certified financial planner and and that just means that they're held to a fiduciary standard and they've been educated and tested on um, the holistic planning approach including tax smart strategies you know within the realm of financial planning so those are i think two two crucial things to look for you can also research uh, any investment professional on finra.org there's something called a broker check. You can right. you can research your investment advisor, but you know I, th I think at the end of the day it comes down to trust. And you know if uh, one of our CPAs is is looping us in, I think the client already has a, a natural uh, trusting of that that financial professional. Yep, absolutely. And so that's why our partnership works so well with with Advantex with your company and um, you know providing that holistic approach that holistic planning approach including the tax side of it and it means we're not only designing solutions to help our clients accumulate assets but we're also applying the right strategies to help them keep more of what what they've earned which is what we talked about at the start so i think we're about out of time for today uh, thanks everyone for joining us. If you'd like to learn more about tax smart investing and the holistic financial planning process, please reach out to myself or Matt or your CPA at Yo and Yo, and we'd be happy to discuss the process with you. You can also find more information by visiting our website at yoandyo.com. Thanks, Matt, for joining us today, and thanks everyone for listening. And have a great day. Thanks, Pete. Thank you for tuning in to Yo and Yo's Everyday Business Podcast. Yo and Yo's podcast can be listened to on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, and of course, our website. Please subscribe, rate, and review. For more business insights, visit our resource center at yoandyo.com and be sure to subscribe to our newsletters. We'll talk to you next time on Yo and Yo's Everyday Business Podcast. The information provided in this podcast is believed to be valid and accurate on the date it is first published. The views, information, or opinions expressed during the podcast reflect the views of the speakers. This podcast does not constitute tax, accounting, legal, or other business advice or an advisor-client relationship. Before making any decision or taking action, you should consult with a professional regarding your specific circumstances. Investment advisory services are offered through Advantax Planning Partners.
Commission-based securities products are offered through Avantax Investment Services, member FINRA, SPIC. Insurance services offered through licensed agents of Avantax Planning Partners, 3200 Olympus Road, Suite 100, Dallas, Texas, 75019. The Avantax entities are independent of and unrelated to Yo and Yo Wealth Management. Peter Bender is an Advantax registered representative. Not all financial professionals are licensed to offer all products or services. Financial planning and investment advisory services require separate licenses. Avantax affiliated advisors may only conduct business with residents of states for which they are properly registered. Please note that not all of the investments and services mentioned are available in every state. This material is for informational purposes only. It is not intended as investment, tax, or other advice or an offer or solicitation for the purchase or sale of any financial instrument. Indices are unmanaged, represent past performance, do not incur fees or expenses, and cannot be invested into directly. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. Consult with your financial, tax, or other appropriate advisors on all matters pertaining to financial accounting or tax obligations and requirements.